0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the latest episode of Soccer in the City. Tom Colker, Glenn Crooks, Roberto and John Rojas. Talk of New York City FC Major League Soccer. Jam-packed episode New York City FC... Big win on the road at LAFC will break down the entire match. U.S. men's national team news, some NYCFC transfer news we'll get into, maybe a little Jersey Altidore news if there's time. But, guys, of course, we're going to start with the big, big New York City win on the road at LAFC. Can't wait to get John's thoughts on the tactics and how Roberto saw the match. Uh, Glenn, on our broadcast, it was, you know, the, the first half was, I don't know about for you, but – can't wait to get your thoughts on it but for us we use the word disjointed a lot um there wasn't a lot of flow to that first half it was actually tough to get through but the second half what a difference and really it was the the, the subs and the line change that ronnie dial went with that made all the difference the immediate impact of alfredo morales uh, we sold the debut of tylus uh you know who looks like he's going to be a, a fun player to watch And, of course, Shrody with the game-winning goal. Um, But, Glenn, this was uh, really a tale of two different halves. And uh, New York City able to escape with a 2-1 win on a a late set-piece goal uh, that really most of the subs were involved in setting up and having a part in.
2: Yeah, well, two of the subs were Alfredo Morales and Anton Tinnerholm. And they were very much involved uh, in the uh, opening goal to uh, equalize the the wonderful shot by Jesus Medina. And then it was Shradi, uh, another one of the subs who scores the game winner. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where the game changed. I mean, Carlos Vela, you know, he still has a bit of rust, obviously, because there was at least two opportunities that probably, well, the way Bob Bradley put it after the match, that one uh, towards the end of the game, that he, I think Bradley said he makes 999 out of 1,000 of those. So uh, the one that he missed was uh, in the New York City match. So, you know, the game uh, could have turned uh, at any moment for LAFC like that. But, yeah, I mean, four guys come in. They all have a positive uh, impact. The shape changes. You have wings and you finally have a guy in the field. The one thing that was noted and we noted in our broadcast is that there, there wasn't. A, and when Trotty's not in there and now that's where these Brazilians are going to come in. And we saw it a little bit with ty- Tylus is there's nobody out there to break down a defender 1v1. And wouldn't you know it, Shadi does it, get, gets towards the byline, pulls that thing back. They win the ball back deep because Tinderholm home has filled the space in front and uh, wins the ball, hits that first time uh, across to, to Medina who, who puts in the finish. So, yeah, very, I mean, you're down a goal tie it, then you're down a player uh, when uh, Acevedo gets the red card and, and you win it on the road in a place where LAFC's only lost four times, well, now five times in 52 matches at that uh, Bank of uh, California stadium. So, great way to go into break. No question about that.
3: Uh, I agree with everything, and I think we're pretty much saying the same thing. Uh, obviously, the, the big change in the game is the, the four lineup changes in one shot. That that, that's the big change uh, that sets everything going forward for for New York City, and 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 they work. So we've been critical of Ronnie for sometimes not making changes when we expect him to make a change when we think that it's warranted, and and part of it he really didn't have like a great bench. So so all of a sudden he's got a bench, and um, part of the problem of not being at a stadium call the game, as we were, you know, calling it from our living rooms, uh, is that you don't get to Ace see men. things as they're developing.
2: I'm in my basement. And,
3: you know, you're in your the, basement. Okay. Just for the record. Just, just,
2: <laughs> thank you.
3: Um, and we were... It's a Adiel nice basement, I, though. It's
2: a nice basement.
3: It, 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 it's very as nice. As you can see. You. I, yeah. I'm looking at it. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, but uh, Ariel and I, in around the 60th, 61st minute, we started to talk about, well, you know, New York City needs to do something to change the flow of the game. And here we go again, you know, how long is Ronnie going to take to make a lineup change? And as it turned out, it was an incorrect assessment that we made because of the fact that he'd already had planned it. If we had been at a stadium, if we had been at Bank of California, we would have seen all four guys already coming and putting their shirts on and, you know, know, several minutes before that. And so it was unwarranted, unwarranted criticism that we gave him
2: well it and doesn't so, have to be but does have to be criticism we we did the same thing we were just saying you got to make a move and we right, were exactly, like but, we were we were starting to go a bit nutty about it because now it's an hour into the game you're getting nothing and you're down a goal I mean it was just so we were it was just like you've got to make a move man so it's, we it wasn't criticism it from, necessarily
3: but but it is you got to make it is criticism because we understand that he takes a long time to make moves because that's been part of the history. And part of it is because he hasn't had the bench that he wanted. And part of it is that sometimes he's a little bit stubborn with, with with holding on to his starting 11. But had we been there, and my point is this, we never would have said we need to make a move. We would have been talking about Ronnie is preparing to do something, you know, was to a certain degree, extraordinary. Because I don't remember the last time that in the 60th minute since... You are allowed five lineup changes that he's pulling four lineup changes in one shot. And we've talked about with this team for a long time that part of the credit that they get is really having a a good amount of redundancy and having a deep bench, which is something that most teams in MLS don't do And now that everybody's healthy, and then now that the roster is filling out except for maybe one position that uh, hopefully gets filled out uh, this week with Rodriguez, the team is complete. And so now you have that advantage. It's not even a luxury anymore. You have that advantage that you could take four guys and bring them in in one shot that are going to revolutionize the game. Because the minute that happened, that game totally changed. And it was a totally different New York City FC. And they went forward and they attacked and they had LAFC on their back foot. To the point of where they can wind up losing Acevedo and two minutes later, still scoring the goal on a set piece, which is, you know, a huge problem for LA. They've had all sorts. They've allowed three header goals. And, well, this one now, you know, comes off a set piece. So it, it's, uh, you know, th- that's where they're having a lot of their problems so far this season.
1: So, so, John, take so this. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Bertha. I
3: was just going to say that just to finish off is that going into the break to get that win, to see this team getting healthy, to see this team uh, how it's being now put together, New York City fans have to be excited about what the second half of the season uh, is going to be and what it's going to become. And I think that the rest of MLS has taken notice and will take notice of what the team has done and uh, and be concerned about New York City. This doesn't guarantee a championship. Doesn't even guarantee, guarantee a, deep a run championship. Into the playoffs. Hey, te- I'm just saying, uh, but
2: are you telling me you're I making you an don't. evaluation after seven games? Is that what's going on here?
3: Well, you, 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 you were supposed to make the evaluation. Well, I've got, I've, got to, I've, been, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it coming up, man. Go
2: I've got it coming up, man.
3: You know? Right, let's I mean, get let's get John and John. So things are going good for
1: New York City. I'm sorry, John. I took a long time. You did. All right. Let's get John Rojas in. All <laughs> right. First, John, your overall thoughts on the match. And Christ, then we
2: interrupted you three times. You didn't get the, the message. Go ahead, John. The
1: oh, tactics, sorry, Tom. Now
2: I'm interrupting Tom.
1: Yeah. The <laughs> tactics from the first 60 minutes, let's say, you know, the, the changes to the lineup, obviously, you had Collins uh, back in. You had Maxi back in and and Amundsen making his first start. You know, Take us through it tactically, what you saw.
0: That's the key. I mean, uh, if we only talk about you, – you, you should not analyze a game for the first 45 or for 60 or for 40. A game is a game, and the game is 90. But if we talk about the way the team started, you definitely saw what we were asking for, and that was a more balanced team not only on offensive side, not only on the build-up, not only on the defensive side, with Amundsen on his place. So that's, that's the big thing, okay? Uh, whatever happens after that is just reading the game and, and making your plan work. But that solely is showing some progression because you're having a more balanced team that you did not show before and that is and that is a progression i i um i was thinking through the through the game and uh, and and, and re-watching it that for what they did this weekend they deserve a lot of praise because you should change your opinion when when the elements to change the opinion are there when you see the elements to change the opinion not because not for the sake of it And all because people are going in other directions, then you should go in that direction. So this team was more balanced. I was uh, talking about a team that was predictable and they started not to be that predictable, especially with the substitutions. Uh, And and not only because he did the substitutions, not only because he took uh, the risk to... uh, had those substitutions earlier than usual not because he did uh four substitution at the same time right but because of the kind of substitutions that he made he changed the whole approach to the game he started with three on the back so he played the three four one two with Castellanos and Morales up top because Maxi was playing like a false number nine maybe trying to um, Dividing spaces with Castellanos, so Castellanos didn't have to fight every single time with Segura and Murillo. Because we talk about that, there was a physical battle there. So having Morales roaming around the center, the center backs give Tati the option to go either between Murillo and Blackmon, or between Segura and Palacios at the other side, right? And that is helping you as a team. And then when he made the substitutions, he went to uh, play four three two one right well
2: it was re- I, well yeah but i think it was 433 i looked at it no. as a straight
0: no cuz it wasn't a straight line and 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 I was, really was but, looking- but you
2: had the win- mm-hmm. you you had uh magno and strati coming in on the flanks which you didn't have from anybody else other than an occasional fullback in the in the in the three back system where the wing back the wing backs were providing the width in the original shape the wingers were providing the shape that if, if, if it's a four two how did you see it? Four, two, three, one? That's not what you said. what did you say? Four,
0: two, three, one.
2: Let's oh,
0: build it. Yeah. yeah, let's build it together. And it's it's four, two, three, one. Because I was during the game, I was thinking I can take that risk, right? And 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 taking taking out Acevedo and taking out uh, Jason. And I was struggling between taking out either Medina or Morales when he had the substitutions. Right. Right. But I wasn't counting, and that was something that surprised me and is good surprise that he made the four substitution, okay, having, having parts come out and, and, and having the guns to have Maxi Morales out. Right. So So putting, putting Tinnerholm in, you have one side cover, right, Yep. And, and and then you have Tina Home on one side and you have Admonson on the other side, right? And then you have the Brazilian kid and you have Tajuri Shradi on the other side and then you put Medina between them and you have Morales with them, right? Yes. So it's, 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 just, it's just a total change of shape. And that for me is very important because again, it's a team that is not predictable anymore. They can play different shapes. That is balancing the defense in the attack and then can go and fight anybody else out there
2: yep little question i the the re you know I call troddy and uh Magno wingers when they came on because that's where they were they were that's where they were gener- Magno drew a corner for instance, not the corner that won the game but he drew a corner uh where there was a half chance that came out of it and and again troddy coming from a wide area is the one that helped set up the, uh, the first goal, you know, and then you talked about Tinnerholm and um, I, I, w- why do you call it a risk to bring these guys in at the 60 minute mark? Something dramatic had to happen or that game was lost. I didn't see it as a risk.
0: Well, because I mean, the risk of having them at the same time, it has it has a it has a um, it has a reason. I mean, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it together. It doesn't make any sense to take two guys and then in 10 minutes, another two to build the shape, right? To switch the shape. If I'm going to switch the shape, let's do it now, all together yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Sure. Right. And it takes. And, and I, for me, it was kind of a risk because if the thing doesn't work, if the players are not in tune to change the shape, then you're going to leave a lot of spaces against a team that is well known for taking advantage of those spaces, and then again, that I was close. You know. You're gonna lose it in a huge manner, four zero, three zero, whatever, right? So that's that's the risk in some ways. Okay. It's a control risk, yes, yeah. but it's a risk. I mean, one okay, thing I- yes, losing losing is one just, just let me close with this. Yes, the game was lost at that point, but one thing is losing by one zero, one nil, then a big open score. Yeah.
3: Well, look, can I just play devil's advocate for a second, John? Just to, uh, on your thought on this, and, and just to get maybe a little bit more context, uh, I would I, I I agree to to a, to a, to a certain extent to what you're saying. But three of the four guys who came in are basically mainstays on the team anyway. It's uh, they're not guys who just you know just got here, except for Magno, right? Everybody else, everybody else, jennerholm is a, is an ingrained starter. Uh, Alfredo Morales is on his way to becoming an ingrained starter. And, uh, and, and uh, was it, uh, Trotty. Trotty plays a ton of minutes, right? So with three, those three guys, it's not like they're unaccustomed to any of this. Obviously Magno is because, you know, that's, that's making his debut. So doesn't that mitigate the, the amount of risks that you're taking because you're bringing in solid guys who know what they're doing?
0: No, cause they were not playing that system. Yes. They're with the team. Yes. They know the league but they were not playing that system before but they have it's nice well it's they not have really,
1: and
3: they play, they I know. practice it too
2: i
0: know but again and plus not, you had
2: Adminson amberson said after the game he's never played in a 3 back system before uh huh he's exactly. never played you know a uh, wing no, back no he's never played wing four. back that's no, that's no, pretty he's amazing being, he's being so he back. he had this comfort level too when the thing was switched cuz now Did he cemented his football.
1: spot on the left side
0: yes
2: cement so, he did that.
0: You bury all the bodies and you might find them in 25 <laughs> years. I told you in preseason, <laughs> I take the other guy's luggage to the airport. And I'm telling you today, I, well, I buy can buy his ticket. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think Ronnie
2: handled it pretty well. But that'll be part of my seven game evaluation as we uh, w- well,
0: whenever we get. You to want that... someone to tee you up on that one?
3: Huh? Well, well, well just... I'll tee him up. But anyway, let me give you Malde's. um Stats for the game. Okay. He had a shot. It was on target. He created a chance as well. He had 77 total touches, 44 passes. His accuracy was 77.3. He had four tackles. He uh, won a foul and uh, he committed three fouls
1: in his uh, 90 minutes of play. His shot in the first half was probably their best opportunity.
2: <laughs> oh, not, a, not probably. Mike, that was a, it was a pretty fantastic. A day the, by that's how tough to the a. first there half
1: you. was. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah. And,
2: but yeah, he what, what he showed was uh, both sides of the ball. And the reason Ronnie said he started him, you know, whether it was just a, a way to say, you know, help Goody understand it uh, was that he wanted him to be on the side with Vela and provide what he thought was a more stable defender. And you could see he's a good defender. But uh, on the. Uh, On the LAFC goal, and this was the I went back. It was, I think, the 55th minute when he closed uh, Diego Rossi down and he did it a little bit out of control and Rossi just cut him and then he slipped the ball to uh, uh, K and then K put it across and Baird finished and that was the goal. And that was the only time I can remember where he just kind of he overcommitted. He just he wasn't a good one V one defender at that moment. And that's what I'm talking about, guys, that break down defenders. New York City, when Ismail Tajiri Shradi is not out there and don't count the Brazilians yet, you know, we know Tali, Tyler's just got his debut, but they don't have a guy that does that. Not one. Tati Castellanos is not a breakdown attacker. Uh, Jesus Medina, he pulls up every time he gets. He's never, I have I don't recall Medina ever taking it to the end line. And and who else? Maybe Jason, J-
3: maybe Jason, but Jason is. We've seen Jason do that. When we he's have been not seen that position.
2: Yeah, in, yes, in preseason. Have. In preseason. Well, yeah, well, well, what are what, what we seeing him. Well, I'm, but I'm. It there's not a guy on the team. Three games. No, no you but can't. But, ca- Jason does not count as a winger who takes people on and carries it a byline because he hasn't done it in an MLS game yet. But glad he, he is one of your from favorite wingback. That, 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 except he, from wingback.
3: What you have? No, you're talking about players who have the capacity to be able to do that. Jason has the capacity to be one able to player.
2: Do that. You don't get to, one don't
3: player get, to jury. You don't Shradi. get to play both sides of that.
2: Okay. Why how many times? Know. How many times has Andres Jason started at, uh, at wing in, Again, in a MLS sure. regular about season about, game? You
3: are talking about players who have the potential <laughs> on the team to do that. That's Good. what you're talking about. Yeah. Jason has that potential.
2: Great. Well, well, against the LAFC, they had no one on the field. But well, Johnson has the potential to be a great keeper. And, and he's, he's right. drawn fouls all over the place. <laughs> What's that now?
1: It, I, Jason is. It I is. don't know if he has Tom the potential, but he does he is he is one of Glenn's favorite players just on fouls created.
2: I <laughs> think well, he's dry. let's see. let's just add it up. He drew fifteen fouls coming into the game. How many more? Plus now four fouls one. So he's got nineteen fouls one in his uh brief career, which is pretty good. Hey, it's it's great because oftentimes it's in areas where they're getting uh, dangerous set pieces. So, All right. so if, heck?
1: Yeah. if if we can agree that Alfredo Morales will be in the starting lineup if he's healthy. Who comes out, John? Oh, huh.
0: well, well it's right not now just it's that, easy. you've got a lot of decisions. How where exactly. are you putting, Where are you playing James Sands? Right now it's easy because you don't have Acevedo, right? So well, Acevedo's know. out for, for the, the next, next game. game, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're Thank right. You. Thank that you. That does
2: make it, yeah. Thank that you. doesn't make it easy, though.
0: It makes it necessarily. easy. Necessarily. You don't have him.
2: So
3: but at the same
0: time, how I how do mean, you play Chino? You if, you if you're playing play.
2: no, but let's go forward to back, Roberto. Let's go forward to back because you you're gonna start to playing play. with wingers, all right? You're yes. going to forward the back. It's gonna happen at some point. And you're still gonna yes. have that 3-4-3 three, three or whatever however you want to delineate it, you know, available to you to switch to, which might work against other, you know, some teams better than the, the four back. But if you do that, you've got Sans, Chino, Collins, Morales, Parks. To me, there's if, if Acevedo's out, you got five guys compete with for four spots. Really nice guys, guys. Can I you can, but it's not oh, an easy you. decision if you're just going to push James Sands it's into the easier, midfield is, as easy. good as, it, as I'm going to let Stop him talk,
3: guessing.
2: but he, but John has that tone like, hey, it's a, it's an
0: easy decision. Go ahead. <laughs> That's your tone, isn't it? Thank you. Yes, because it's easy for the next month. Collins oh, because- is in Peru? Team. OK, so he's going to Peru. OK, it. Okay. keep fighting right. for nothing. Then when he yeah. comes back, you need to wait and see how he comes back. Is he healthy? Is anything changing in terms of, you know, uh, sanitary situation and protocols and stuff? And then how the team is playing with those guys. Because as much as we know Callens and he is a rock solid player on his position and he's important for NYCFC. Sure. As a coach, if you play with a different four and you are winning every single game and you're not getting any kind of shots or you're not having, you know, goals against, you're not going to move you back for.
2: Sorry. So is he going to be gone for? So we know he's gone uh, the third and the eighth, the uh, World Cup qualifying. And then it's uh, America. so he's definitely going to be gone for that. Eighteenth, twenty-first of June, twenty-fourth of June, twenty-eighth of June. He's gone for all that. We know that. Yeah, sure? I mean, yes. If the
0: tournament takes place, because exactly,
3: <laughs> because and it, it doesn't t- get moved. Also, the tournament might be moved for a week, although uh, I don't where? know if that's been decided. No, they had said that because of the change in venue, there's a possibility that they may have to start it a week later.
0: What is the new venue? Uh, Brazil. Yes. So you're saying since they're going to play on Brazil, they're going to make a move for a later date.
3: That was one of the things that they had talked about. I don't know if they finally made who's a decision they? to keep it. Uh, it's been talked about in the
0: media. I'm sorry. They, oh, okay. In the media. Listen, this guy told me that. Who's they? You know, people are saying, who's what people? Who people? Oh, uh, that's of you. I had a, bo- you, I had a boss that always
2: said they he always said, <laughs> way, he goes, if, uh, I worked at a I golf course and listening. they broke into the pro shop and he goes, they broke into the
0: pro shop. I said, they. who's they They who? You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that means nothing. <laughs> everybody. What do you mean? Everybody is like, you know, all the people in the world, everybody, all the people in this business. He's- oh, that was a famous Trump phrase. Everybody knows
2: everybody. That's who's nothing. everybody.
3: Can I, I just finish one thing? Because who, John was before. He was pointing at his. No, uh, you was before. You ordered me at his Bradley bobblehead doll that he's got with him, and he was pointing at him. So, just for those of you who do not, uh,
2: that's the perfect Bradley, though, with the arms folded. He had the arms folded at the post game presser because that's a sign of frustration.
1: But if let me ask you guys this: but if all right, so if Acevedo were not on a red, it's still Morales, right?
0: Yeah, but is it part? It all depends on the system.
2: Yeah. It, do you need to do you want to have two more defensive minded? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to play twin sixes and then give gonna, Morales more uh, freedom? You going know, to
0: play that? Glenn, you're going to play that. Tell me what system all things for that's, four, four, that's, things, four, two, two, three, that's four, two, three, one. That's all, four, two, three, one. OK, with
2: Acevedo and with all, Alfredo hold on, hold on, Morales. All, Glenn.
0: Yeah, with all things equal, with everybody healthy, everybody available. You're saying four, two, three, one. Correct. Or uh, or four, three, three.
2: Yeah. No, need, no, no, no. One. one
0: Give me one.
2: Uh, he's going to play
3: sharp sharp into two, two. Now, think, I don't well, think he's going to play one. I think depending on who he plays, he's going to change the system. So I would say to, that we should go point.
0: to That's the point. Right. You, you... No, that, well, that's part as soon of my as, evaluation. As, but, as, soon as soon as you start <laughs> on the field, the system changes. Yeah. As soon as the, yeah. the guys are moving, the system, the system changes. So saying they're going to the play a difference. Of course, that's that's a fact. But you have to have a starting point. And that's the question. That's the point here. Well, you know, with the everything four, with everything this, healthy and all things equal. What is your starting point? What is your starting system? Glenn, you said forty-four-two-three-one, Or, you know, four, two, three, one and four, three. Just listen to me. OK, that, it's a okay. negligible discussion about that
2: shape. OK, the, because a four, two, three, one, the wide guys in the four in that three, the midfield. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, the ones on the right and left. Yeah, they, the they've got to pop out and give you width. And they also have to drop and tuck to defend. And they also have to receive the ball in the half spaces because they're soccer players. So it mm-hmm. it's mobile. I think of it as more if you have it, Magno and Ishmael to Shradi starting mm-hmm. with Tati Castellanos and you go with the. Uh, Acevedo and Morales, Alfredo Morales, and Maxi Morales in front of them. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a 4-3-3 three, three shape. 4-3-3.
3: Three, three. You're benching the leading scorer on the team. Say what? You're benching the leading scorer on the team. Well,
2: Medi- yeah, Medina. Medina. Medina won't help. You're right. Yeah. He'll, he, there's no way he'll be dropped. And it's not about him being the leading scorer. It's about Ronnie's. You know, Ronnie will never drop Medina and he will never drop Sands. Now, I don't know how many other players fall into that category, but those two other than Sean Johnson, but those two will start, you know, if they're at all fit, they start. So you're right. You got me on that one. But then I don't I'll tell you right now, it's all right. Max Morali- Maxi Morales is actually in a, in for a little battle right now. He's in for a little battle. The first one he's ever had for New York City outside of the injuries he's had. He's in for a battle.
1: Just one, all three Brazilians to start all the time. I don't care where they play.
2: Well, that's oh. down the road. That's down the road, too, but that's <laughs> going to be a good we one. Well, we, haven't
3: Wait, we haven't seen we haven't seen Tiago Andrade yet. So uh, I, I'd like I to see care. him play before him I there. make that decision. Wait, but, hold, on, uh, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Because Glenn has a real good point, and I think no, Roberto has a good point, and I think Roberto wins. I'm
3: sorry. Excuse me. Can you say that again? I didn't hear that. My, my headphones <laughs> went a little bit. No, hey,
0: you win. You
2: win because I, I, th- <laughs> I think of Maxi so much as a lock for the 10. And you know what? That's not true right now.
0: No and, no, and not only that, Glenn, but if you had Medina, right, on that line of three instead of Maxi, correct, in between Magno and Easy. Yeah, yeah. If you want to change the shape, you have Medina there. You can play Medina on the wing too, which you may not do with Maxi because Maxi is not going to give you that kind of effort. So
1: Although, you, you're saving
0: yeah. one substitution there, correct? You just move the guy wide sure. and bring someone else. So in that sense, Medina is a little ahead of Maxi. And then Maxi, I mean, he can be a super soft. Yeah, now put he, it put into the reading. But he's just talking here. He's not going to
2: accept that. Why not? Uh, it's his readily. last I, year of the contract. I know, but I I just don't think he's going to readily. But here's accept what's going to happen. Somebody's going to have to really uh, chat I'll give with you, him.
3: Uh, let let me again play devil's advocate as I put my horns on again. You we're going. Well, we're, um, we're going when we come back. Basically, three games a week. There's no way you can play Maxi Morales as a starter Saturday, three Wednesday, days, yeah. Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. It ain't happening. So naturally, naturally, he's not going to start all the games, but he'll be available to play start 30, start 30, etc., cetera, et cetera, And that's he's why they are building there. For
0: that. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. That's the whole point. And remember – we don't see, we saw a little bit of Magno, right? Yeah. But we, didn't, we didn't see anything yet of the other kid. Right,
2: that's, no. that's what we're, yeah. All we know is that everybody says he's Pacey, so we uh, have to Right.
0: Wait. Yeah, and then you have and another 1v1. kid, you have another kid coming in. Is that happening this week? Oh, yeah. I think he is already New York. All right.
3: He was, I think the picture that we saw, he was at the airport, right? When they were saying goodbye to him.
2: So he's like at
3: the airport, yeah.
2: right? Yeah, how do you know he's fine in New York? Huh? How no, do you I mean, know
0: he's fa- no? He maybe go to Hawaii before and go around. <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> it is the international break. I mean,
0: he's not uh, international, he's not in any national team right now. Um, but again, he all this goes around to close the fact that the team is building a great depth that and they great, are
2: in competition, correct. Read that Thomas, read that athletic article, uh, Thomas Tuchel, the, the Chelsea coach, what he's created oh. there. Like, uh, it's, it's just really, it's really awesome to hear guys that thought they were a lock or, or thought they didn't have a chance to know that they could, you know, every week how they performed was important. And, um, you know, Ronnie, you know, Ronnie's always talked about that, but it's, uh, and I should put Tinnerholm out there as another one that's always going to be on the pitch if he's healthy and ready. You know, uh, and 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 probably
0: columns. Competition, internal competition is the best thing that you can have. The only thing there, the other side of that coin is that as a manager, you need to know how to manage the group. Because if you're you're looking for a high competition internally, it's going to be a real good thing for you on the performance side, right? But then you're going to manage manage the group because you don't want those guys to get into you know, exactly. personal battles and 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 right. Like you, 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 you won't, want
3: to keep everybody happy.
2: You won't have you're not you going to keep no. everybody happy. Stop that. You're you, not going to keep everybody happy. Can. But please, no, I know. listen, what you have to do is you have to know you have to predict what some of the reactions would be if you didn't have conversations with someone. And those are the people that you target, you know, right away during this break. Ronnie Dylas should have a lot of meetings, whether it's Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and he really should sit down and and talk to guys specifically about how he sees it going forward and what could happen. And that, you know, how things happen in training and and in the particular matches that are played are are going to be integral in in, in making decisions. And that's got to include Maxi. It's got to include Tati Castellanos. You know, you don't ever expect Tati to to drop off, but, you know. Listen. If these two Brazilians can play, and you know what Trotti can do, and you got to have Medina on the field, and if Castellanos, you know, ha- falls into some sort of little slump, you know, maybe he's not the guy. Right. I don't know. I'm just and saying you, you have to perform
0: when, That's right. Thing. And when you as a as a manager, what you need to do is uh, have a real set of like rules and expectations in terms of work, right. Like, if this is the way that we're going to go. This is what I expect from you. And uh, we're going to choose the 11 with this elements, And we all going to go with that. So if everybody knows what's going on, what is expected, and how this election is going to come, then there is, you know, clarity from everybody. And you don't need to have it. If you don't like it, it's fine. I understand. But those are the rules. And you knew them, and that's why things are happening, period. And right. it's so important. I, and because I agree.
3: There's got to be clear I mean, you agree or you want everybody happy? As long as happy? everybody knows what their role is, as long as everybody knows what their role is that's and how yeah. they expect it to be used, then, they, I mean, yes, there's going to be unhappiness on some level because some players may think that they're starters or deserve more minutes, but they're not going to get. But if you're clear with them, at least you know, at least they know where you stand. And that's where there's gotta be. There can't be any ambiguity where players are expecting something and not getting it. If you yeah, well, sit down and be clear with them, and they said this is what your role is going forward, because we've got this guy in front of you, and this is how I'm going to play him. And as Glenn has said, and you have said, you know, it may not make them happy per se, but at least they understand where they stand. And that's what and, and that's Those what the- this team should have, and every team should have. Well, they should know where they
0: stand.
2: Well, did you hear Shotty after the game? He was pissed that he didn't start. a little question. He was pissed he didn't start that game, and you know he obviously was was a major factor. But if I could go to part of my evaluation. Through hold on, starting, hold on.
0: Two things. Glenn, no, but that. no, no. This this relates. <laughs> <Okay. So> just <laughs> okay.
2: we'll get back to you. It, but it's no, about.
0: going to be too far. It's like no, no, la, no, no. Last show Roberto talking about Tati half an hour after we talk about Tati. No, the, but
2: but it's part. But it's a uh, it, it it falls <laughs> in line here. A part of the evaluation through seven matches, and it really includes preseason, is that the this is, and uh, I've heard it from players as recent as two weeks ago, players that have been in the program for a long time, is that this is the most connected, happy, enjoy each other group that New York City's ever had. So the vital nature of making sure that none of that changes, now that you have all these guys available to you, including... Rodriguez, who's coming in and eventually he's going to be part of it. And then ever comes back and he's going to be part of it. So the the idea is, is that this is the it's all it's almost easier. You know, I know Ronnie looks like and I said this to him, I think after the game, I said, you know, you look, you know, you could look like a genius when you have four guys that you could bring off the bench like you could against LAFC when you didn't have that before. You didn't have that luxury. But there's there's a there's a certain ease sometimes to be a coach and actually not have to worry about all these different things and just kind of coordinate what you have and, and do the best you can with it. Player, uh, coaches would rather have those choices and have to make those difficult decisions. But Ronnie Dyle and his staff, and Ronnie Dylan in particular, have some very, very, very difficult decisions to make. I don't care about a congested schedule to the point of there are going to be some, some people, and who are they? Don't know yet, that are going to lose minutes that they haven't lost in the past. Yes. That's happening.
0: And I give you the golden ticket to that All right. results. Yeah. If, if you have everybody like, we That's said, right. we what said, can it, they
2: say? Right? Right. You when you do something, you win. And it's like they can't <laughs> say <laughs> what are you
0: going to do? What I'm going to say is this team is playing well and winning. I mean, there's no way that i push my way in other mm. than, you know, I play by the rules, try to show my best and make them change direction. But if the team is not having results, even the rules, even the understanding and the clarity is not going to work because someone mm-hmm. is going to be unhappy. And if they're not having a result, how come I'm not playing?
2: Yeah, that's right. Even so, if. Yep. And even if those decisions were proper, but you don't get the result because that's the way the game is. This game that's is the uh, way it is.
0: That's the, that's cruel the way nature is. Listen, of, you know? And in connection with that and in connection with Glenn bringing up uh, to hell. You know how does. He trained passing because if you see Chelsea, they tend to avoid laterals passing. Mm -hmm. So they don't pass on the same line ever. He always looked for diagonal passing, not long passing, but diagonal, strong passing, breaking lines. You know what he did to get that out of his players? I'm not sure he cut the corners of the field. Oh, he did a banana shape. Yeah. Yes. It's like a diamond. Well, it's like, yeah, uh,
2: they, the players call it a banana shape, but right. uh, yeah. And you know who else, you know who did that? And that's the first, uh, the first person I saw do that mm-hmm. when it was, uh, uh, when Jesse Marsh was at Red Bulls and every training session was open to the media. It was incredible until somebody for the media gave away the lineup or something. And that was it. Then it was closed the rest of the time. But, oh. uh, we um, and they did that once a week in training where they cut it. And and he I, I I'm trying to remember the way he explained it to me. He just he wanted to make sure his wingers were getting around the edge and and really, you know, cutting those corners rather than carrying it into the corner where to the you can't make line. anything. Yeah. You can't make anything happen, you know. So, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But this one is with the intention different of purpose. The, yeah, right. The intention of the players playing diagonally always. Yeah. So he plays. They play the the eleven against eleven, the games, and then and then nine against nine, and small size, whatever he want to do, he do it without corners. Yeah. So the passing is always diagonal. So awesome. Oh, very cool. All
1: right, glad you want to That's give us the rest cool. of your uh, evaluation. So so far, we know that everybody's friends and we all like each other. What else can you tell us through seven games?
2: Well, and and, and John had referred to it in in, a, in past soccer in the city podcast, but it's. As uh, you know, looking at the season in stages as players come in and uh, and then change the, the course of the team. So to evaluate the team. Over the first three games before somebody like Alfredo Morales arrived before somebody like uh, Tiago arrived, even though he was signed on April the 10th. You know, he just got here and then uh, the clamoring for uh, another attacking player. And then Tylus is signed. And then Rodriguez apparently is on a flight to New York City. So we'll hear about that announcement, I would assume, uh, sometime this week. So it's difficult to evaluate early on, but the biggest thing I would add to the evaluation now is that when we saw the shape change, uh, against LAFC, and we saw four substitutions in a league where you're allowed five, the rest of the way, whether that continues in 2022 and beyond, who knows, but, uh, it's really vital to be, be able to play in multiple shapes and systems. And beyond that, one of the reasons is, is because you have a higher level of coaching in this league now where teams can play in multiple ways. So when you're preparing for a team, like Philadelphia prepared for New York City to play a four-two-three-one. Now, I know Philadelphia got a red card pretty early, but they were running around like they had no idea what happened. And I think Jim Curtin obviously is doing a fantastic job there. But they didn't know how to defend that three-four-three three when it arrived. And my point there is that teams know how to play differently. So if you can adjust on the fly with a substitution or without a substitution, then you've taken a, a, another step uh, as a team. So I think um, I think that. That is apparent. And then the uh, arrival of Malde Amundsen, I was hoping it would happen maybe a little sooner, but he played in game seven and he is the guy, you know, they were looking for the guy to be the solid 90 minute replacement for Ronald Matarita. They may have found a guy that will perform the way Ronnie Dada wants that position to perform a little bit better because there's a little bit more discipline there, but we've seen he's, he can get forward. He's dangerous and he's the one He's the one that created the game-winning corner kick. He drew the game-winning corner kick. Uh, what minute was that? Whatever, in the 80s? And he admitted after the, after the match that after an hour, he was ready to drop. He was exhausted, but he still had the tenacity and the temerity and, and, the, and the second win, whatever he got, to draw that corner. So um, that's all I'm going to say about it right now. So that's my... Seven game evaluation about New York City FC. So I don't know if I've left anything out there that's uh, really, really uh, apparent to you guys,
3: Roberto. We have to wait. We have to wait um, almost two months for that.
0: Seven okay. games. Yeah. yeah.
2: There's no yeah. way you could evaluate this team after three or four matches. It was unfair.
3: No, I was just expecting a little bit more. Yeah. I was sorry. I thought you were going to go deeper here. Oh okay. Yeah, I, we I... needed to see Maul. We needed to see molde and we needed to see uh Morales. I'm just like, on, coach,
2: is death. <laughs> Roberto's disappointed uh, that I didn't go on for a long time. Two weeks
3: I'm waiting for this. Huh? Two minutes. Well I thought two minutes about something almost trivial in comparison, waiting seven weeks here for
1: you. <laughs> waiting seven By the
3: way, that's seven
2: weeks.
1: All right. Well, wait another seven, Roberto, and see what you get.
2: There you have it, <laughs> and, the, and, and the development of Medina. I mean, I mean, could say the trite things, you know. Medina is, uh, you know, is could be a top eleven player in the league now, and who would have thought that?
0: And, uh, to, be, and to be honest, you need another seven games. <laughs> yeah, to see. Yeah, to see if he's in that. Yeah, to see if category. Magno really works. To see if the yeah. the other Brazilian key really works. To see if yeah, uh, Thiago Andrade. And we haven't seen Alfredo
2: Morales in a full time. I I, And I said this earlier, you know, he's the he's one of the real critical aspects of all this and his tackle. He made this tackle that Acevedo Parks, maybe not even Sands made to generate uh, the ball out to Shradi for the first goal. You know, and that's, um, you know, those are the things. Those are the things you get. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. If 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 Sands, I want to know what happens with, Chino potentially because Collins is going to be in there. But we know that the the, the the international duty is 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 making it happen a little bit later. And then between Parks, Acevedo, uh, Alfredo Morales uh, and James Sands and Maxime Cheneau and Alexander Collins. Well,
3: here's here's I what I want to see. Here's what okay. I want to see. I want to see the real rotations because a lot of times we get promises rotations. Remember um, um, Dome promised rotations and then he basically stuck with his starters the entire time, even though they were playing, they were playing weekend, Wednesday weekend. So, but I, I want to see Ronnie really do the rotations and, and change the players and trust everybody to be able to perform. And then obviously you, I mean, now you've got five lineup changes. It's not like, when Dormit was here, you only had three. You know, the, the game has changed uh, because of the pandemic, and hopefully that stays. And you still have five lineup changes, and you're able to and you're able to do that, and you're able to use your bench in a, in a much more effective way. So a team like New York City that is prepared for this sort of thing because they have redundancy that most teams don't have should be able to fully take advantage of it. But if he's going to stick, with the same guys every single game, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, then having that depth isn't going to be as important as we're making it out to be because he's really not going to utilize it. So we hope that he does because if he does, I think that he has a, a, so much more of an advantage and and change and being able to keep people fresh and hopefully you know not injured uh, because of overuse and maybe you can get a guy like Maxi and you don't have to play him. Ninety minutes on artificial turf. If they have to, you know, play in New England or wherever else there's artificial turf these days. So you, you've got those options. So I, I find that to be, you know, important going forward.
2: Well, yeah, but dabba do. Well, New England's the next game. Next three matches at Red oh. Bull Arena. So is anybody from New York gonna come in and watch the game, or are they just gonna all pout? And uh, say I'm not coming. You know what's going to happen there?
1: It's going to be a lot of
0: power it, Wait, it, wait, hold on. A
3: you, lot of for a very reduced amount of people. It's just, you know, it's not a ton of people. Yes, they're making a lot of noise, but percentage wise, you know, it, it's not that many compared right. to what everybody. You know, it's just part of the supportive section as opposed to part of all season ticket holders. So, Go ahead, John. You know,
2: well, just what's to, what's to what's say, it? June fourth. June 4th, the governor of New Jersey uh, has said outdoor venues can uh, that hold more than a thousand people can go to full capacity. So, you know, I guess that's a decision that Red Bulls and New York City FC have to make or and Gotham. They got three teams playing at Red Bull Arena now. Let's not forget
0: the ladies. Um, Yes, John. Because I was thinking and I found a way to keep Medina on the 11th. Real quick, real easy. Yeah, go ahead. I see you drawn. Yeah. How come you not, Why don't you put it on the board behind you? You know, your <laughs> magnet. Yeah. A yeah. Magnet board. Right. Because <laughs> uh, it's no magnet, by the way. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. So instead of the four, two, three, one. And you have the tools to do this, then. Yeah. You can do a four, one, three, two. Okay. Okay. So the one in front of the four is Alfredo. Alfredo. Yeah. Then on the 3, you have the 3 that we mentioned, Magno, Maxi and Easy, and then the 2, Tati and Medina.
2: And Medina can play uh, underneath uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So who's your back four? With everybody there. <laughs> With everybody there. <laughs> that's, that's tough, but That's where it goes. That's it's Chano or
0: Sands. So how do you, Sands is not out of the lineup. It's not happening. No, no. So you have you play four you have in one side Admonson. you have in the other side um Tinner home Tinner home. Tinner home you have yeah. Tenner home in the other side and you have Sands with Chinat or Callens Chinat is not lefty
2: Correct Sands can Sands play is, on the left side
0: Sands can play on the left
2: Yeah
0: Callens is not righty he's lefty
2: uh yeah, so you there's flexibility there. Yep. You know there's flexibility. There is flexibility there. I mean
0: uh, all somebody, e- somebody's all gonna get equal, hurt, right? You hope right. not, but somebody's gonna get hurt. You not, hope not only not, that, but again, but, you you need time. The guys that are going away for national team yeah. duty, they need yep. time to readjust and all that. But in all things equal and everybody at the same, you know. Page and everything. I would say that he may like Chanat on top of Collins, hmm. just because of the physicality. Yeah, to you know, complement right, complement James Sands. Yeah. Yeah, Sands, and, and, and not Collins. saying the Sand is not strong. He is, but it's a different kind of physicality.
2: Right. So what you're saying is that Collins and Sands are similar in their how they would right. complement each exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, some good stuff. I'm with Roberto uh, with the with the rotation, and you know, you've got a. You've got to rest, guys, and and if you're a playoff team, it's going to work to your advantage anyway, you know, and uh, you, you'll be fresher at the end. And then you play whoever deserves to play at the end based on everything that you accumulated during the course of the season.
3: Right. Just like the NBA, you you shorten your bench. You know, when you get to the playoffs, you shorten your bench, and that's what happens.
1: Hey, before we –
3: Basketball, he's grabbing his face in exasperation <laughs> that I mentioned another sport. Hey, about no, 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 a just
0: different sport, you know. The amount of sprints that a basketball player does instead of a football player—just that is a huge difference. So you about, cannot bring them, about them about in the, the same cases. line. No. Uh, no. There's, no, there's similarities. To the way, no.
3: It, no, it's it's about similarities about the way coaches handle personnel. Now that's about yes. not about physicality. Yeah, it's more the yes. uh, it's
2: more the time of year. Exactly, and, and you, that's and you, different. And
0: short thing. That's, that's what
2: he's saying. we're gonna
1: we're gonna switch gears and talk U.S. national team in a minute, but first, Glenn, give us uh, some updates on some. Roster moves during this break for New York City FC.
2: Well, yeah, well, uh, and this is good news. Uh, Luis Barraza, uh, the backup keeper who, who needs games, uh, is uh, has been loaned to the Oakland Roots of uh, of the championship, USL championship. They have matches on June 2nd and June 12th, which I'm assuming he will play in. I'm, there has start, to be yeah. some sort of deal there where if they're going to do this, he's going to play those matches. And same for uh, Chris Gloucester, perhaps. He's going to sack Republic. The interesting thing there is uh, that uh, Oakland play Sacramento on that June second match. So we could well have Barraza meet Gloucester in the USL championship. So match. That's, that's the game to up. watch
0: because you so that, watch that's the game to watch. Yeah, that's what you look when you are a scout. You look the games in which the players that you are looking for in a study face each other, no matter the position, but you have them both in the same field. At the yeah. same time, and you are now easier to see time. them,
2: easier right. to see them. Yeah, and June the 2nd is next Wednesday, right? Yeah, no, it's yes. this Wednesday, it's Wednesday. This Wednesday, we're, we're this recording this, this, this on Monday. Up. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. We're uh, um, no, no, is it okay to say that? I mean, no, no, no,
3: not really. No. That's all right.
2: Is. <laughs> why is that? A, somebody has to tell me why. I, I understand why I understand what Memorial Day is. My father was in the service. Uh, my uh, father-in-law was in the service, so I have utmost respect for it. Uh, you know, I, I saw somebody get hammered on. I, I think sometimes things just get taken too far. Sorry. Kamala but, uh,
3: Harris got hammered for saying uh, something. Okay, that's what
2: I saw. Yeah, that that's what I saw. Did it. So I'm yeah, retracting my statement. I'm retracting my statement so that I don't get uh, abused. Your
3: heart is in a good place. We understand yes, what you, you Thanks we, a lot. we understand what you meant. We understand the, what you were trying to say. I but honor the... Memorial uh, uh, let's just yes. put the honor
2: out there for Memorial Day and say exactly. we're, For us, it's a holiday of recording soccer in the city, you know, so that's uh, that's early on in it. the
0: day. <laughs> yeah, uh, not at night yeah. So right,
1: two Roberto.
2: days from our recording, they're going to uh, play each other, <laughs> we would we would think. and then but wait, before we leave MLS, Josie Altador, Ali uh, Curtis, a former Red Bull sporting director now uh, at Toronto FC, and Chris Armas, former we with Red Bulls, is now the head coach at TFC who wouldn't talk about Josie after their, uh, their loss, their one, four and two through seven matches. They're having a hell of a time. And Josie Altidore has become the mixed discarude of Toronto FC. He's training away from the team. Apparently no one has confirmed this, but Jeff Carlisle reported it. And Tenorio, I think uh, confirmed it with the athletic. So he's training. Remember we would go to sessions, Roberto uh, and, and, yeah, we w- we'd see mixed discro over uh, in the corner doing stuff while the whole team was training. It was really awkward. It was awkward. There's no other way to put it. And what Ali Curtis said is uh regarding uh Altidore's future, it'll be decided during the international break and here's the quote from Ali Curtis. That conversation will be handled internally, okay? Uh it will be a club discussion. And it will incorporate what I would say is the totality of the time that Josie has been with the club such that we arrive at a resolution that is in the best interest of the club and moves us closer to being in a position to win a championship. What, wow. a, bunch of, what a bunch of hogwash as far as in a statement. But let's, well, what, let's is, well, so what does all
3: that, well, that mean, Dr. Glenn? Look, look, put on your translating cap. Tell me what all, what Ali Curtis really said.
2: Goodbye, Josie Altador.
0: That's So much for an internal conversation. <laughs>
3: right. I <laughs> mean Where's well, he he's really going to hold it he's going to hold it externally. He's going to hold a press he's going to hold a, <laughs> a round table with media and fans to talk about Alto What's what going to be handled internally? Well, look, so they have the to say so,
2: they have to say something, but you know, it's like uh, he, it, he, it would be he, better if they said nothing, you know, exactly. just said, we're not we're not discussing it like Chris Armas said.
3: Right. Or oh, 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 we're we're going to deal with this. You don't have to say we're going to deal with it internally. We're just going to deal with it. And we're going to try to figure out what's best for everybody. And what they really mean is, okay, we're going to try to see where we can get rid of him to where he can go play and, uh, for, and who's going to give us the most amount of money for him because we understand that nobody is going to take over his $3.6 million salary. If that's what it is, it's somewhere in that vicinity. So we understand we're going to have to pay some of that salary but how much of it? And let's see, you know, what we can either get in return. But, hey, even if they just take him off our hands, you know, it's it's a, it's a plus because of minus. So, you know, we're, we're doing better without him. And, you know, he's not being a distraction in the team. And I don't know, you know, what he said or anything. I'm not saying he is a distraction. I'm just looking at it from their perspective as far as that. But Josie Altidore, if he can stay healthy and his hamstrings have always been an issue, you know he's got to be considered a top striker in this league, and somebody there's a lot of teams that could use them. San Jose, you know, among others, could use a player like that that can uh, that, that can hold up the who can hold no up way. the ball and uh, and you know score goals but as long as he stays healthy, which has been a really big issue. It's a bigger issue more than anything else.
2: He's not going to he stay hasn't healthy. he Been able po-
3: to be healthy in a while.
2: He's not going to stay healthy playing for San Jose. Have you watched them play? There's no way. Yes, don't
0: have. even, even, even mention. He'll be out. Roy he'll be out after the first training session. <laughs> don't mention San Jose on that line. There's no way. John, well, where would be
1: where where would be the best fit for him?
0: Probably out of LMLs, MLS, maybe Mexico at some point. Mm.
3: There were there were teams in Mexico that allegedly were interested
1: in him. When's the last time he was healthy, where he was playing, not 100 percent but playing consistently? Wow
2: mm uh 2000 no 17 he missed 18 but he came Mm -hmm. back in 19 and played i think fairly significant minutes i don't have it in front of me yeah 19
0: 19 19.
2: 17 when they won he was he was fantastic you know that was his year yes yes but he uh well look he's part of what's going on with armis maybe is armis is a high-pressing coach you know it's the red bull style you know it's the that it's that's the the dna he's you know i'm sure he's slowly trying to make that that team into, you know, his vision of, of how the game should be played, which is, you know, everyone working hard uh, in that mission, including a BWP. BWP knew how to play in that system, and he had to work his buns off to make it work. All right, so
3: let it, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, I ah, just want okay. to go through his stats. So uh, his games, okay? 2019, he played 22 games and scored five uh, scored 11 goals. In 2018, he played 13 games and scored seven goals. In 2017, he played 27 games, which is the most he's ever played in MLS, and scored 15 goals. And in 2016, he played 23 games and scored seven. uh, Rather, he scored uh, 10 goals. Started 16 games that year. His best year, best full year was 2017, 27 games, 25 starts. And in 2019, if we want to go back to there, it was 22 games and 18 starts, 11 goals, which is second most in MLS. For
2: well, you're leaving the playoffs out in 2017 where he really made his mark. I don't know what the stats were, but he uh, he was awesome in the playoffs. And I, I don't remember his stats. I know he scored in the final.
0: Yeah, that was uh, his best year, 17. Yeah. 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 Um, well. I just it, I thought it was
2: worthy to bring up because New York City, uh, same conference. He's a guy that, uh, you know, they've struggled defending when he's been healthy. And but uh, and then, you know, just the uh, whatever's going on uh, up uh, north of the border. So all right, what's next time U.S. men? you know, US? he's in my
3: you know, he's from Lauderdale. Maybe he could go. Uh, maybe he could go play for Miami FC because they, they seem to have run uh, for Inter Miami. They seem to have uh, what do you call it? Who is going to pay
2: for him? Just sign him as the sixth DP. Six,
3: <laughs>
1: exactly. no, they could
3: Play in two stadiums eventually, from Miami and Fort Lauderdale. So they, they they might as well get you know three DPs for Miami and three for Fort Lauderdale.
1: I don't know. It's an option, I guess. All right, U.S. Way, national team. We
3: have team. To talk about
1: that. U.S. Okay. national team losing to the mighty Swiss. Roberto, two one. Whoops.
3: Pretty good team. I mean, if you want to believe FIFA rankings, and number thirteen uh, in the world,
1: it wasn't competitive uh, watchmaking. It was soccer.
3: But they they, play, they do the that Swiss. very well. They do that very well. Yeah, and their timing, their precision is yeah, fantastic. Um, so it, it showed a couple of things. First of all, the, the U.S. has a lot of individual talent, more so probably now than we've ever than the U.S. has ever had in its history. Okay. You've got guys playing for major teams all over Europe. Uh, they're playing for Juventus. They're playing for Chelsea. They're playing for Barcelona. We, uh, the United States has never had that Dortmund. So now you've got all these great individuals.
2: Just to, just to point. Okay, I just want to make a quick a... point. I just want to make a quick point in 2010. Uh, 12. uh, What was it? There were more players in 2010 playing in the top five leagues in the world that were American players than there are right now at present. But go ahead. That's not necessarily the case.
3: But they weren't playing for major teams. I mean, we've got teams that we've got players again. Barcelona, Juventus, uh, Dortmund.
2: No, you're right. It's
3: it's a different it's a it's a different situation.
2: There's exciting things Okay, going and, and
3: they're playing regular minutes. It's not like they're, you know, just riding the bench and getting a couple of minutes here every four games or so. That's not what's happening with them. And they're also all very young. So the average age of the team that played the Swiss was just over 23 years old. I think it was 23 and 108 days. The average cap uh, of the team is only 13. So we've got a bunch of guys who are really good who haven't really played together a lot. And that is an issue. And they got a good run against the Swiss. And the problems that showed up there were defensive coverage coming back, especially on counters. Um, And that is something that they're going to have to deal with. Uh, He used McKenzie in the middle of the defense along with Brooks. And I'm not, you know, McKenzie's only, that was only his third cap. So, do you play Matt Miazga against Honduras and Denver uh, this week? I and mean, what is it? Thursday, right? So, or was it Wednesday rather? So, um, Thursday. You know, there's a lot of decisions that, that, that have to be made. And that, uh, but it, overall, offensively, the team looked okay. I mean, they were still missing four players who we considered to be regulars, like Stefan, although uh, Horvath did a fantastic job in goal stopping two breakaways, you're missing Pulisic. You're missing Tyler Adams, which I think is, is, is key because he's going to help that defense be better because he's going to be sitting in front of them and he's going to be controlling a lot of what gets funneled, funneled in there. So, And I don't know if he's going to be ready for the game against Honduras. But overall, you know, it's one extra game that they get to play against top opposition. That's going to help make them better. And now they have to go and play a real game, which they haven't done. This team has not done for years. And this team together has never done. I mean, you want to to count some of the games that they played in Nations League? Okay, fine. We can do that. But now this is a knockout game. This is no tomorrow. If you don't win, you don't win. You're out. So we're going to see on Wednesday, we're we're going to get a little bit of what this team really is because the expectations are high the expectations that this team is on an upswing while Mexico is on a downswing and Mexico is still the king of this region until somebody beats them and they still have quite a bit of talent although they're going to be missing uh Jimenez who's who's still hurt so I mean that that's a big one for them uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens this week. I'm really, really looking forward to these two games if if the U.S. actually wins. So I don't want to put anything against Honduras. And, you know, for some of these players, they, they were in the U23s that lost to Honduras in Guadalajara. So, you know, for them, a little bit of a revenge factor, not for the whole team. but uh, And I don't know how much that really plays into it, but I'm sure it's in the back of their minds. But it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game.
2: Expectations? Maybe too high? No. So here's, here's no, no. Listen to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm gleaning some of these statistics from, uh, I just did an interview with Steve Mandis, who wrote a book, What Happened to the U.S. Men's National Team? The Ugly Truth About the Beautiful Game. It was data-driven. He did interviews. He did research. And, uh, And uh, he he wrote the Real Madrid way, which I haven't read before. I'd heard about. And he wrote what happened to Syria after their dominance in the 80s and 90s and and how they collapsed. And the reason all these books were written and how he got a chance to do it is because he wrote the book. What happened to Goldman Sachs? And his son, uh, the son of of a Real Madrid executive uh, worked at Goldman Sachs. They read the book, got it for a Christmas present for his dad. And uh, call this guy up. And that's where his uh, he has started to be the guy that diagnoses things. OK, uh, going back to Champions League just for a minute. And this is about our U.S. men's national team and the, and the players playing at, at high levels overseas in Europe, Europe specifically. Nine uh, players from America played in the Champions League for a total of 2000 minutes. He compared it to France that had 87 players play for a total of 42,000 minutes the USA in the world ranked 25th among countries with the total number of uh, players playing in champions league and 28th uh, for uh, in the total number of minutes played in champions league by American players. And he said, one of the reasons he makes all those points is that there are unfair expectations of this young group that as he put it, and you know, everyone's excited about and they should be. And there's a, there's a lot of, uh, Uh, And uh, he said 2038 will be the earliest that uh, the U.S. will be highly competitive to win a World Cup championship based on the fact that only since 2019 have there been solidarity payments to clubs in the United States of America that have provided incentive to developing players, putting the kind of money in to develop players. There's many more things in here. I've had several top coaches here in the States contact me about this interview and they say get me to book because it's, it's that it's pretty fascinating stuff. You know, it really is, but go ahead, Roberto. You raised well,
3: one name. thing that I wanted to ask you about this. And I don't know if you've asked him and I agree with a lot of the points that, 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 that he makes, but how does the competition with CONCACAF with teams in our region go? Because it's the first thing that the, the U.S. has, that's the first hurdle, right? This is a team that didn't qualify for the World Cup in Russia, right? They they lost in Trinidad to a USL-based team on that night in Klova. So now this team is rebuilding and starting over, for the most part, uh, has a lot more talent than they had two years ago. But yet the first hurdle, before we start talking about World Cups and winning World Cups and, and, and all of that, because... We we don't listen to the people who say, well, the, the United States going to you know has a chance to win in 2026. Yeah, if you compete, you win. You have a chance, but that's that's where it stands. Nobody's expecting, you know, the United States to be able to do this unless there's something within the next four years that just goes haywire here with players and and how they develop. How do they compete against Concacaf? How do they measure up against Concacaf based on those stats that you just gave us about playing in Europe? Playing in Champions League, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's a measurement that we really need. I don't need to be compared against France because we're not at that level to be talking about France and we shouldn't be talking that was about it. That's France. His yeah. That's his point.
2: That's his point. He yeah. used the example of Diego Simeone and we were talking about uh, the fact that the US has lost its identity uh, over the recent years. And uh, there's no question about it. And we're still not, uh, you know, I don't know if you can define what our identity is now, but I can't. So the he talked about Diego Simeone and uh, you know Atlético Madrid uh, and winning uh, uh, La Liga this year, but how he uh, he they have a way they play and it's not the beautiful game like Barcelona and 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 the question that uh, this guy Steve Mandis asked uh, Simeone when he was interviewing him is why when when you play the lower teams in your group in the in La Liga why don't you change and really go at you know you know, change the way you play, play a little bit more stylistic. And and he said, well, that's that take our supporters expect us to play a certain way. And our way is grit and grind. And we're not going to change what we can't. We're not going to change what we do for them at like we would compare to how we would play against uh, Madrid or, or, or Barcelona. So uh, it, it be, and the, that was the identity factor. And what he was saying is that the U S can't and and people that surround the U S and are talking about, it, you can't compare the U S to France, Germany, Brazil. You know, it's, it's not even close. It's not even close. So why try? And his point yeah, is, are sh- why are we trying to be them and the European influence, which began with Sunil Galati insisting that Jürgen Klinsmann be our national team coach and run our programs. He was the technical director, remember? And, um, it, it was it was it was pretty interesting take that if we maybe just kept, you know, kept our DNA in, in, in focus that uh, and, and continue to develop and get our development academies, our professional development academies to, to, to develop these players through solidarity payments, you know, which would have been proper. You know, so that's why he's saying it's well down the road. But it's pretty interesting. But,
3: but, stuff. There's, but there's something that they're not taking into account. And it's that the United States is the biggest melting pot in the world. Nobody has what we have, and that can be good and bad. Because if you're going to take, you're going to say, well, what's the United States style, right? Then you might be leaving out a whole bunch of players who don't play that style, okay? If you're going to be going for, for strong and fast or anything like that, right? Have Ramos's teams, being a U.S. national team, look nothing like the other teams around and tab and tab with his teams probably had the most success at his level than any other coach in our system with his u national with his u20 national team and he used mostly hispanic players i mean we could go and use mostly european style players we could go and use mostly Asian-style players, or you can go, you know, or you have a ton of styles that you can choose from that nobody else really seems to have because nobody has the immigration that we... Have. And so to say you're going to just pick one style, and especially when you start looking East and you start looking at England for everything, which has been a huge problem for this country, when we should have been looking South, which is where England gets all their best players from, right? Then
2: I don't know about it's it's, ne- it's
3: impossible.
2: Ernie Stewart brought in another guy for the Netherlands. I think the high performance, it's, it's, it's the Dutch right now. It's not the English. It's the Dutch.
3: No, and- I, I know, but it, it always comes down it, it, at the end of the day, it basically boils down to language. One of Ernie Stewart's main things about coaches was that they had to speak English. And that's how Tata Martino wound up not coaching the U.S. national team and going to Mexico because he wanted that job. And nothing against Greg Berhalter, who I think is doing a really, really good job. But I don't think anybody at this point thinks that, you know, Pata Martino is less than Greg Berhalter.
2: A specific style, by the way, is not what does, it's not what identity is. Uh, Roberta, I'm just saying, you know, identity is you, you identify yourself as what? You know, what are you? What are you? You know, what, what are you? And you, know, he may, he, the, you, you really should read the book. It, it's because it, there's so much more every time you you, you bring something up, Roberto, it, it makes me think of something else. And, and you know, and he referred to, you know, the countries where the, even like a Germany, you know, we've talked about the states are so big. And then Germany is like like a state. But he said a bulk of the German players came out of the Schalke and Bayern uh, Munich academies, the, the starting 11 in the last World Cup. Seven of the 11 were either from Schalke or Bayern. So he talked about getting two or three top academies in the States to be the ones that develop, you know, but it's, you know, and I, I said, well, people listening are going to, are going to say that ain't going to happen in the United States because there are too many people making cash doing other things, you know, and it's, um, it's, it's a pretty, uh, it, it was a wide ranging look at the fact that anybody that expects in his opinion. Now, of course, at the end, it's his analysis and opinion, but anybody that expects the the, the U S to be, you know, make it to the semifinals of the 2026 World Cup. They're nuts. that That's his opinion based on all his analysis.
1: John, are we going to the final?
0: I don't care. That's the oh. reason. I have the reason for that. And this is a process. This is a team that is uh, getting together as a team in, in a small you know, space and time. Uh, so, that friendly, for example, is just a one example of how the big uh, homework is to put a real team together. They have a lot of talent, individual talent, great stories, good players, good, good, people. Kids, good people, good yeah, people, yeah, really good people, a lot of good people, a lot of future on them, but it's not a team. Well, you need time to do that.
2: They're not familiar with each other.
0: No, don't. Yeah. Familiarity. Not, in, in, in many ways. So it makes no sense to start in one side saying, this is a new team. This is a new philosophy. This is a new culture. And then in the other side saying, you should win this and you should win that and you should win that. Because that's preaching to the core. It's just looking for something else, not analyzing. So I don't care about that uh, score yesterday. And I don't even care if they win or not that final four. If they lose one game or whatever. They not should be concerned on comparisons. They should not be concerned of the king of the region. Who cares? What they should be caring about is a project that is taking this huge amount of talent to put into a great team that then when they're solidifying that team, you start getting results. Where in the competitions that matter the most? So, Gold Cup, I'm not saying this year, but down the road, that's the competition that you should pay attention for, because it is the biggest competition, nation's competition in your federation. World Cup, qualifying, being on the final stages of the World Cup, and then having a great performance there and then there's a progression, a big final spot in the World Cup, say it, semi-finals, final, quarterfinals, whatever it is, that takes progression. And you do that with a team that is building, that is working on, that is going on, you know, and, and, and building together and growing together. So, you know, thinking right now on we should win against, no, 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 no. We should be building this project. I don't want to win right now in that final for for the sake of it, just winning in any way, shape, or form we can. And then lifting a trophy that means barely nothing and not going back to the World Cup and not having a real gel team and losing half of this talent. I don't care about that. I care about that talent producing a real team that takes us to the next level because they're young enough to stay for at least two, three. Maybe World Cup cycles, so that oh. should, that should be the concern. What Mexico does and what Mexico wins, and that's their issue, that's their process, that's their business, and that's for for um, for for uh, outlets that don't analyze and for people that just preach to the people out there to the core. And but if you analyze oh. something, you go with projects, and that's what I want from the US men national team.
2: Yeah, it sounds like that's Burr Halter's take too. Whenever he's discussed, you know, he's the there's certain things he wants to win. He has not I don't th- I haven't heard him put an emphasis on the uh, Concacaf Nations League, you know. But they would like to win the
0: Gold Cup. I mean, you that's, you want to win every single game just Yeah, well, of niche, course. Sure. Yeah, you want to win. But, but I mean, uh, well, it, but it, hold now, on a second. Hold but on. Not because the because the, the Keen of it, and we to, no, no. and with
2: a, Yeah, I, I he's know. not going to change what he's trying to do to try to win the match. He wants to win the match, but he, he wants right. to win it through development of the team. It, I, I think. Right. I but,
3: hope. Uh, but the one thing that we do have to talk about is the fact that the Nations League team is going to be the, the best team that the U.S. has, and that the Gold Cup team is going to be mostly. Uh, ML- MLS players that are up and coming and European players that are up and coming. And it isn't going to be until World Cup qualifying that this main team is going to get back together again. So the Gold Cup roster is going to look very, very different from the roster that you're going to see for Nations League. So, you know, what level of importance he puts on Nations League versus, you know, just team building and everything else? But, you know, that, that's, a diff- that's a different question. But as far as the teams are concerned, this is the A team. And we're going to get the B team for gold cup.
2: Yep. No, some of the guys uh, are going to have to be a preseason. And Pulisic and Stefan, are they showing up Thursday? What's yes. the word on that? Yeah. That, yeah.
1: And this Kevin De Bru- they're supposed
2: to, I just read Kevin De Bruyne, uh, R- Roberto Martinez says he'll be ready for euros. So that's good. Right. I want to see. I like seeing him play.
1: Well, let's bring this one to a close because we all have other things to do. Don Rojas has to go coach and he's got his he's gotta get his son ready for a USU. Know, what what how old is he now, John?
0: Uh he's turning nine. All
1: right. Let's get him going. Wait,
0: is
3: he gonna represent the United States or Colombia?
0: That's not something we're gonna answer right now. <laughs> no, okay.
1: Okay, good. That's called a tease for the next show. All right, let's go around the room. Roberto,
3: hey, um, so uh, we started a new website in Spanish called Especialistas de los Deportes, Especialistas del Deporte. And uh, we've been doing some things for them. Uh, I did an analysis of the U.S. national team in Spanish for them that uh, they just put up today. So go check out Especialistasdeldeporte.com and uh, hopefully you know, everybody will subscribe. And uh, they like all the content that we have there and all the people that, um, that are working there. We got a lot, a lot of... Uh, Top-level talent there, Luis Tapia, Eduardo Vizcayar, Diego Balado, guys who really know their soccer. So uh, we're very happy to to have them there. And we have specialists in all sorts of different sports. Raul Alegre, the ex-Giants kicker, and actually he kicked for the Jets too, Glenn.
2: Um, I know, I know.
3: So uh, Raul has started this. uh, He's invested a lot of, of his own money in this. And uh, we hope that this project succeeds. So uh, we ask everybody to uh, please check it out if you speak Spanish and uh, to subscribe when uh, that comes up. As far as anything else, we don't have any games, but when they do happen, we're at nycfc.com radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Rob Abramowitz, on Facebook at Roberto Abramowitz Oficial, and on Instagram at Roberto Abramowitz. So, uh, Bye, everybody. And oh, by the way, uh, Spidey says hi.
0: All right, John Rojas. <laughs> you see, Glenn, how do I just I, drag them? Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever I, I bring, I, drag, I just drag them. <laughs> I, I can't I can't oh. help myself. People <laughs> can follow me on J Rojas, a That's on Twitter.
2: Hey, Glenn. All right. Well, I'm at Glenn Crooks and uh, I will post on my podcast on frame, but it is available uh, video on the uh, NYCFC Facebook page. But uh, Roberto, Tom and I, we uh, are our first guest on our Facebook live before the LAFC game was ever. And he broke some news. We all were trying to figure out when he'll be back. And he said he's going to start training with the team uh, either during or right at the end of the international break uh, where he'll start a, a little bit of contact. Uh, he says he thinks it'll take anywhere from four to five weeks to be ready. So, if we look at it that way, uh, we're looking at about a mid July return for Eber. And the way he put it, uh, uh, to be on the bench to help my team. So, that'll be a great day for uh, City fans. He also talks about the two new Brazilians that he's mentoring. And uh, it was a fun little chat uh, with Eber, who did not make the trip to Los Angeles, but uh, enjoyed the result, I'm sure. So, listen, watch that. And, uh, That's it, Tom.
1: All right. For Glenn, Roberto, and John, I'm Tom. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Soccer in the City.